Hi everyone, I'm Summer. I'm Carrie. And this is Hopoxia Podcast. Join us to talk about sex, drugs, and self-improvement. I think it all boils down to um, this feeling of ownership and this paradigm of we are entitled to own our partner. I mean, that's the underlying um, premise of monogamy essentially. And that's the whole, and it's the whole idea of this whole linear idea of, you know, relationships, you've got your talking stage and you're dating and you're exclusive and all of that is it's all premised on the idea of my goal is to have a partner that I own. <laughs> essentially, yeah. it's treating people like property. And it's, um, it's just so messed up. I don't and you know, it's not that hard to look at the history of how compulsory monogamy came about. It was never monogamy for everybody. It was women because the women were property in patriarchal societies. This didn't apply to non-patriarchal societies. A lot of them didn't have monogamy. The men could do whatever they wanted, but the women had to be monogamous. And so in the last few decades, and literally it's only been decades, like, um, the we've supposedly tried to shift to make things more equal but instead of saying oh this is a messed up system we shouldn't be treating people as property now we've switched it to no the men are just as much property as we are and so now and we no no why do people have to be property like i don't exactly like and i and i just be people Right. And I started exploring the idea of, of uh, first I started, I kind of came in the side door here, right, with um, looking at polyamory mm-hmm. and, and how all that works until I finally eventually deconstructed purity culture in, in my head to the point where I'm, I just call myself non-monogamous now. Because even if I only have one partner, I still am not monogamous. I don't believe anyone has that I I don't own my partner and they don't own me. So we don't own each other's bodies. We don't have the right to put that restriction on each other. Right. And even beyond that, why wouldn't I want, if, if I love my partner and I care about them, why would, wouldn't I want them to be able to explore and have all the fulfilling relationships that they can have? And like, why, why wouldn't I? They're not my property. They're a person. I think it gets like, I don't know like the right like word for it but there's um non-monogamy where it's like one penis monog like non-monogamy where like you can have like other relationships but they can only be with like women because yeah and i don't think to me and i'm like yeah and i don't think that's ethical i don't think there's an ethical way to have a right of veto which is what a lot of people call it, where it's like, you have to clear with me who you're going to be with and I have the right to say no. I don't think there's an ethical way to do that. I don't think it's... My first um, poly relationship was with a couple. And initially it was with both of them. Then he got jealous about us. Me and her couldn't see each other without him. Or we could spend time together, but we couldn't um, be sexual with each other without him because he got jealous about that. And then she also wanted to know every time that he was with me and what we were doing. So it was extremely, that's a toxic model. I I don't believe that there is an ethical way to say, no, you have to tell me everything. 
because then it's still being rooted in jealousy and in wanting to have that control. So it's still treating people <laughs> in this unhealthy way. So I don't believe that that's, and I have noticed when I, when I meet somebody new or, or I'm talking to somebody, this is a very quick way to filter out um, <laughs> these toxic people and especially patriarchal men. Because if you, t when I tell them I am non-monogamous, I don't, you know, I'm not going to put restrictions on you and who you can have relationships with, with, and you're not going to do that to me either. And patriarchal men will freak the fuck out. And so it's very quickly, I can get rid of them. <laughs> um, now there is the one who, who we talked about a while back, you know, who was the, uh, who, who was one of those podcast listeners. He did feel, he did, he did slip by that one because he uh, tried to pretend he was okay with that for a long time but eventually it came out but yeah my first like dabble in that was with a couple also but she didn't want anything to like do with me so she just okay. kind of pretended i wasn't there and so she like i would like go see him and she would be like at work or whatever and then she didn't want to like know anything about like what we did and she didn't want to know like me or anything she knew who i was and like that i was there but she didn't want anything to do with me and i was like that's fine like you don't have to it's whatever and then she started wanting to like hang out and like get to know me because he would talk to her like about me and just say like oh yeah like we had fun like this is just like what we did today and then uh -huh. she wanted to like get to know me and so we started hanging out like together with him and then it was just like the point where I was like spending the night with both of them or whatever. It was never sexual with her, which is fine. And then it got to the point where like she was super jealous about it. And then he started being weird with me and then it made me feel insecure. And so I was like, I'm gonna dip. I don't wanna do this anymore. Right, like this isn't, yeah. And then like three months after I left, she was like, she messaged me out of the blue and was like, I just want you to know that I think you're right and saying like he was toxic and like all this stuff and I'm leaving him. And I was like, oh, cool. That wasn't my intention. I'm so sorry, but not sorry at the same time because like, I'm glad you're not like around the toxicity, but at the same time, like I didn't mean to. So I'm right. sorry. That, that was an intentional. <laughs> But right. I'm not sorry that you're out. <laughs> so. Yeah. And then I never, I haven't tried it again since then because that was a lot mentally. But. Well, you haven't tried a formal. Yeah. Structure like that, but you've been non-monogamous with other people. Because I mean, here's, the, here's the thing. Here's what I find hilarious. That um, monogamists usually just call what we do being single. Mm-hmm. Like the person that I, you know, is my regular partner has been there for 12 years. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> but if you're not putting those restrictions on each other, then they don't recognize it as a legitimate relationship. That's because, true. because Christian patriarchy fucked up the world. Yeah, still working on that in my head. <laughs> it's a process and it's hard. It's so hard. Like, like 
probably the hardest thing like I'll ever do. Like <laughs> trying to get that out of my head. But we're we're getting there, you know? That's we're good. I, I think it's good because it helps you to live. I've never been happier than Same. once I finally got got that out of there. Now it took a lot and it was at certain points absolutely terrifying because it's like when you're raised in it, right? Like that's your entire worldview. And so once you start questioning and you pull the string and you start unraveling, everything unravels because it's literally, I, I, I honestly don't understand these people who deconstruct and then decide to stay in the church because I'm like, there's gotta be a whole lot of cognitive dissonance there because it really is built on a very, very shaky foundation to begin with. And once you start actually critically examining, it all implodes. So I, but, but yeah, once that happened and I started realizing how all of those things, how the, that indoctrination affected and influenced everything, you know, my relationships, and I don't mean just romantic relationships, but friendships and relationships everywhere, and it really just completely, my entire life and how I conduct myself evolved. I was talking to somebody about that yesterday, actually, like, because he grew up atheist, like, grew up atheist completely, like, his family is not religious, like, at all, and so he just grew up that way, and so, like, me talking to him about, like, how I grew up, he's just like, what the fuck, and I'm also like, what the fuck, like, looking back on it. And he was like, it's just so wild to me how, like, when you talk to these people, like, you'll say, like, well, a lot of the Nazis were Christians and, like, believed in God, but they still murdered, like, six million Jewish people on top of, like, all of the other people that they've murdered. Like, even people that we don't know about, like, black people, disabled people, gay people, like, every kind of people that's not them, you know? And he was like, it's just wild, like, you bring that up to Christians, and they'll say, like, well, God will forgive them for that, because they love him, and, like, sa- like he saved them, or whatever. And I was like, he, what? Are you sure? <laughs> because that's a lot of murder, and, like, hate criming, and uh, terrible things to do to people, and he forgives that. And he was like, yeah, like, I've talked to people and they actually, like, think that. And I was like, I same. Like, I grew up around people that think that way. Like, so many people, including, like, family members, believe that way. But as soon as you're, like, talking to them about, like, a trans person that, like, goes to church, believes in God, and, like, does all this stuff, but, like, they're trans. Automatically, God hates them, can't forgive them. He's gonna throw them in a pit of fire. Like, just for being trans like I don't I don't see how that works but okay <laughs> you know logic has no place here <laughs> absolutely no logic like, it also blows my mind because people believe like the Jewish people were God's chosen people but then we'll like forgive Hitler for murdering six million of them just for being Jewish I don't understand. <laughs> it is insane to me. Like you can't, insane. yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't reason out. 
irrational behavior. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, um, one of our friends sent us like a picture that they took of like it was like a bag of corn or something, and it had like the, a little card in there that was talking about all these corporations owned by like Jewish people. Yeah, um, it was a cons- one of those like conspiracy theory flyers of. And I was like, I can. I was thinking, I was like, I can guarantee you, like, a Christian person made that and is trying to spread, like, Jewish hate. And I'm like, if you have, do you guys know, like, like, in Christianity, like, other people think that Jewish people are God's chosen people? Like, why do you hate them so much? (laughs) Like, what do they do? Absolutely nothing, most likely. Like, unless they did something to you as an individual, but that's still not a reason to hate a whole group of people. Like, oh. <sighs> I just don't understand. Yeah. I, just, I don't understand any of it. Just just be glad we're out of the cult. That's all. We can start our own. <laughs> One that isn't, you know, like into murdering people and hating people. We can start a cult that's like, I like plants and chocolate cake. <laughs> it's my entire life right there. <laughs> Same. Yes. Well, come worship in the woods with me. We'll Literally, please. We'll sit around a fire and... I just want to build a little cottage in the middle of the forest and have a bunch of, like, animals and just live my life. <laughs> See, we need to just get some more money together and start buying this land that's adjacent to mine, and then you guys can all just put your little cottages out in the woods, and we can Listen. just have little paths to each other's houses. Well, we can have little stone paths and put those little tiny fairy lights everywhere. Yes, that it'll be great. So they just light up. That'd be great. Okay, I'm okay. starting to put in my little my little raised beds so I can start growing food out here, and it'll be it'll be great. We'll have our own little. This is this is the plan. This is what we're working on. I just wish the world just that everybody wanted stuff like that. Would be better. Would be much better. Like I just want to my phone is dinging. I just want to like live in a world where people just want to live in like a house with like free healthcare and everybody just like chills. <laughs> just lives their lives you know we're not allowed to do that under capitalism I, you know i know <laughs> i just i have many things i want to say right now but i the fbi will be at my door tomorrow if i say them out loud so i'm gonna let's avoid that yeah i don't want that to happen to you <laughs> i i don't either so just know if i disappear it was not voluntary <laughs> Uh, I mean, same, honestly. It's a real concern. Yeah. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything is fine. The whole world is on fire, but it's fine. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. And to be sure you never miss an upload, make sure you turn your notifications on. And please come join us on social media so we can continue these conversations in between episodes. You'll find us at Hapoxia Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok.